وَالَّذِينَ And those who سَعَوْ They strove في آياتنا In our verses Meaning against our verses Why is the hour necessary? Because there's one group of people who believes and does righteous deeds They have to be honored And then there's another group of people Who are striving against the ayat of Allah Against the verses of Allah And what is their effort? Mu'ajizin Ones who are seeking to cause failure Mu'ajizin is a plural of mu'ajiz From idz, ayn, jim, zay And mu'ajiz is one who is trying to make the other ajiz One who is striving to make the other, you know, fail To make the other defeated, lowly So there are those who are striving They're putting in a lot of effort to cause failure to Allah's ayat. Which ayat? For example, the Qur'an. How? They're trying so hard to invalidate the verses, to prove them faulty, to prove them wrong, to find contradictions and errors in the Qur'an. And they're trying really hard. They're spending their time. They're looking one book after another, speaking, lecturing, advertising, whatnot, doing whatever they can to defeat the verses of Allah. Allah says, أُولَٰئِكَ those لَهُمْ for them عَذَابٌ A punishment. What kind of punishment? مِرِّجْز A foul nature. The word رِجْز is from رَجِيم زَاي And what does رِجْز mean? It's from the word رِجْز. رِجْز is filth. And رِجْز is something that is so filthy and so foul that it causes you to shake and quiver, you know, in disgust. So مِرِجْز A foul nature. Alimun painful. So if you look at the words over here, Ulaika lahum for them is Adabun Mirjzin Alimun. Meaning Adabun Alimun, a painful punishment, that is Mirjzin. That is of Rijz, meaning a foul nature. So the hour will come to bring about this result also. This is necessary. Wayara and he sees. Who? Alladina, those who ultul ilma, they have been given knowledge. Which knowledge? Those who have been given knowledge, meaning knowledge of the Quran, knowledge of the Scripture. These people, they see Alladhi that that which unzila ilayka has been revealed to you. It is mirabbik. It is from your Lord. They see that what has been revealed is indeed from who? From your Lord, it is huwal haq, it is the truth. Meaning they will see that the Qur'an is really the truth. Wayahdi and that it guides, meaning the Qur'an guides, ila sirat, to the path, which path? The path of al-aziz, the mighty, al-hamid, the praiseworthy. So those who have been given knowledge, they see that what has been revealed to you from your Lord is the truth. What has been revealed to Muhammad wasallam from his Lord? It's the Qur'an. So those who have knowledge, they see that the Qur'an is the truth. It's really from Allah. And they see that the Qur'an guides to the path of the mighty, the praiseworthy, meaning the path of Allah. This is what the Qur'an guides to. What does this ayah mean? Wayara. Meaning, now such people see this. They know this as a reality. They see this. 
they see the Qur'an as, as true. Despite the striving of the enemies of the Prophet ﷺ. Remember the surah is Makki, right? And in Makkah, what was going on? There were people whose obsession was what? Insult the Qur'an, insult the Prophet ﷺ. Somehow or the other, tell the people the Qur'an is evil. Somehow or the other, tell the people the Prophet ﷺ is not worth your time. Don't listen to him. Don't pay attention to him. This is what they were obsessed with. And this is what they were striving to do. So they would go around in the city of Makkah. They would follow the Prophet ﷺ wherever he went. They would go outside of Makkah to all the main roads that were leading into Makkah. And they would speak to the travelers, to the visitors, to the people who were coming for Hajj. And they would warn them against the Qur'an. They would warn them against the Prophet ﷺ. So basically these people had created a lot of confusion about the Qur'an. A lot of confusion about the Prophet ﷺ. So the ordinary people, they didn't know whether the Prophet ﷺ was really a true prophet or not. They couldn't figure out whether the Qur'an was really true or not. And if you think about it, this is something that has always been the case. Right? Even today, where there are people who are very passionate about you know, spreading the knowledge of the Qur'an, there are other people who are maybe more passionate about warning mankind against the Qur'an. Right? And they're not just passionate, but they're striving really hard. So this ayah is telling us that despite this confusion which has been created by the enemies of Islam, there will still be those people who will know that the Qur'an is true. Who will know that the Qur'an guides to the path of Allah who is Aziz and Hamid. They will see this for themselves. And ru'ya over here gives a meaning of, you know, seeing as in having knowledge of certainty. Because when you see something, then you're certain about it. You have no doubt left. So they see this with ilmul yaqeen. And this is the beauty of the truth. That no matter how much confusion is created about it, the truth always survives. Always. No matter how many lies are fabricated about the Prophet ﷺ, there will always be people who are drawn towards his personality. No matter how much confusion is spread about the Qur'an, there will always be people who are attracted to the Qur'an. So, وَيَرَى الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْعِلْمَ They see this, they know this. And this happened at the time of the Prophet ﷺ. Take the example of An-Najashi. When the Muslims migrated to Abyssinia, what happened? A group of mushrikeen went to bring them back. And they went and spoke to Najashi. Right? And they said, you know what? These Muslims actually, they don't really think good about your God, Isa. They don't really think good about Mary. So what happened? And Najashi, he didn't just accept their accusations. What did he do? He spoke to the Muslims himself. And he said, you tell me. So what happened? Ja'far radiallahu anhu, Ja'far bin Abi Talib radiallahu anhu, what did he recite? He recited Surah Maryam. Right? So this is what led him to the truth. And as a result, this man also believed. So this teaches us a very, very beautiful lesson. That when noise is created about something, 
Alright? Go and find out for yourself. Investigate. Go to the source yourself. If people say a lot of things about, for example, the marriages of the Prophet ﷺ, what do we need to do? Study the life of the Prophet ﷺ. Study his marriages. Study the life of Aisha anha. Go to the roots yourself. And this is the way of who? Alladina utul ilm. Those who have been endowed with knowledge. Those who are true carriers of knowledge. Because one is that we just hear things. And the other is that we seek knowledge. Is there a difference? Hear one thing from here, hear another thing from there, and formulate our opinions based on what? Based on what we hear from. You know, one news channel, what we read in another paper. This is not knowledge. It may be a lot of information, but it's not knowledge. Knowledge is what? That you go to the source. And you find out for yourself. You read the actual text. Go ahead. Recently in the news, there was this thing about some ISIS worker guy, uh, Baghdadi or whatever, being like, oh, we need more recruits, right? And this was on Twitter, right? And then people started messaging this guy with really funny like replies and stuff. And then I was like, this is kind of weird, right? So then I started researching more about this guy. And then I went to his Facebook page, and it turns out it was just some guy who shares the same last name as the leader of ISIS and is actually an activist and stuff and he was just like innocently translating the message and he got so much hate for it and then like newspapers and stuff like they published it as if he was part of them and now he's just like he's like he's actually an activist but just because the last name is the same people thought that he was you know who they thought he was so anyway There are many times when we come across these issues in in our daily lives also, that just because someone heard something, didn't really go to the root of it, they misunderstood it. And when they misunderstood it, they formed a wrong you know, assumption of it, a wrong opinion of it, and that led them to wrong actions. I mean, forget about politics. Just look at any, you know, singers or football players or whatnot. They tweet one thing, it's misunderstood. Right? It's misunderstood, misrepresented, and then from there, the story just takes another, a completely different turn. Right? So, what does this ayah show to us? Especially when it comes to the matters of the deen. Don't just believe in hearsay. Don't accept everything that people say about the Quran, about the Prophet ﷺ. Go find out for yourself. Go find out for yourself. And this is the way of who? الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْعِلْمِ And they see that the Qur'an يَهْدِي إِلَى صِرَاطِ الْعَزِيزِ الْحَمِيدِ The Qur'an guides to the way of Al-Aziz Al-Hamid. Who is Al-Aziz? The owner of all owners, the mightiest of all. And Aziz also means Dhul izzah The one who has, who is worthy of all, honor. He is the giver of honor, the taker of honor. And he is the praiseworthy one. Meaning he is praiseworthy in what he has decreed, in what he has legislated, in what he has revealed. So those who have been given knowledge of the book, they see the reality of the Qur'an. They are not swept away by the efforts of those who provoke disbelief. And on the other hand, there are those who are very easily influenced by الَّذِينَ سَعُوا فِي آيَاتِنَا For example, 
In the next ayah, Allah says, وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا And those who disbelieve say, What do they say? هَلْ نَدُلُّكُمْ Shall we inform you, shall we direct you عَلَى رَجُلٍ About a man. نَدُلُّكُمْ From the root letters, دَال لَام لَام دَلِيل What does دَلِيل mean? Proof. Evidence. And evidence takes you to what? Conclusion. Right? So it leads you somewhere. So from this, نَدُلُّكُمْ Shall we inform you? Meaning, shall we direct you? Should we tell you about a man who يُنَبِّيُكُمْ Who will inform you. يُنَبِّيُ From Naba. Naba means important news. Who will inform you that إِذَا when مُزِّقُتُمْ You have been disintegrated. كُلَّ All مُمَزَّقٍ Complete disintegration. مُزِّقُتُمْ كُلَّ مُمَزَّق He will tell you that when you have disintegrated in complete disintegration, He tells you that what will happen then? That إِنَّكُمْ لَفِي خَلْقٍ جَدِيدٍ That surely indeed you will be in a new creation. That you will be given a new creation. In other words, this man says that once your body has finished, you'll be brought back to life. And يُنَبِّئُكُمْ Look at the word يُنَبِّئُكُمْ He tells you, he informs you. He says big things. This is what he's going to tell you. مُزِّقْتُمْ كُلَّ مُمَزَّقْ From the root letters, ميم زَيْقَافْ مَزْق Which literally means to tear. To tear something. Alright? And تَمْزِيق is to shred into pieces. To tear something into pieces. To crumble to tiny pieces. So, he says that when your body has completely disintegrated, and look, كُلَّ مُمَزَّقْ Meaning kulla in entirety, in total disintegration. Then he says, you will be recreated. Who are they talking about? Which man? The Prophet ﷺ. This is their effort. This is their striving against Allah's ayat. And they continue. They say, aftara. A has, a over here is istifham, it's a question. Alright? For the purpose of amazement. They're expressing their amazement and denial. That how is it possible? Has he aftara? Has he fabricated? Allah against Allah, kadiban a lie? Has he invented a lie about Allah? Ambihi jinnah? Or is there with him some madness? Notice over here, they give two options. They say either he has fabricated a lie about Allah or he has gone mad because of which he's saying this. They don't even consider the possibility of this being true. Right? They don't even say, or maybe he's speaking the truth. They don't even consider that option. What does it show? That they have made up their mind that they're not going to believe. So now they're coming up with some you know, explanation for why the Prophet ﷺ would say such a thing. What's the first thing they say? He's lying. Either he's lying. Lying about who? Allah. Who are they accusing over here? The man whom they themselves described as As-Sadiq. The man who was the most truthful amongst them, they're accusing him of a lie over here. The man who would not lie about people, they're saying he's lying about Allah. Ambihi jinnah. Or there's some kind of junoon with him because of which he's saying this. They described the Prophet ﷺ as Amin, the one who is trustworthy. Who can be trustworthy? 
The one who has some kind of junoon? No way. The one who has some kind of madness? No way. Such a person cannot be trustworthy. So, Ambi jinnah. They don't even consider the possibility of him being truthful. Allah says, Bal, rather, الَّذِينَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْآخِرَةِ Those who do not believe in the hereafter, they are fil adabi in the punishment, وَالضَّلَالِ الْبَعِيدِ And in extreme error. When they will be resurrected in the hereafter, where will they be? In punishment. And right now in this world, they are in extreme error from the truth. There's no way that they're going to find the truth. The thing is that when the Prophet ﷺ recited verses teaching people about resurrection, they laughed at him. They didn't believe. But the fact is that resurrection will certainly occur. No matter how much people deny it. And yes, when bodies have completely decomposed, shredded to bits, completely disintegrated, such that nothing of it remains, Allah will still resurrect the dead. Allah will still recreate them. As mentioned over here, خَلْقٍ jadid, A brand new creation. And in hadith we learn that after the blowing of the trumpet, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send a rain. Allah will send a rain. And because of that rain, what will happen? Bodies will literally grow out of the earth. Literally grow out of the earth. Just like plants do from seeds. خَلْقٍ jadid. It's not difficult for Allah. So those who deny this reality, what are they in right now? ضَلَالِ الْبَعِيدِ Extreme error. And in the hereafter, what will they be in? Al-Adab, Torment. أَفَلَمْ يَرَوْا Allah says, have they not seen? Then do they not look at? إِلَىٰ towards مَا بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ That which is before them. وَمَا خَلْفَهُمْ And that which is behind them. What is before them and what is behind them? مِنَ السَّمَاءِ Of the sky, وَالْأَرْضِ And the earth. Because no matter where we are in this world, you know, we face one way, what is it that we see in front of us, beneath the ground? And what is it that's above us? It's the sky. Right? Even if we see a roof on top of us, we know that above the roof is what? Is what? Maybe another roof, maybe another roof, maybe another roof. Okay, fine. Even if it's a 500 story building, above that is what? It's the sky. No matter where we are, what is beneath us? The earth. And what is above us? The sky. So don't they see this? Is there any place that we can go to so that there is no sky above us and there is no earth beneath us? No, it's not possible. We are completely surrounded by Allah's sky, by Allah's earth. So Allah has full power over us. In nasha, if we want, nakhsif, we can cause to swallow. Bihim with them al-arda, the earth. Meaning we can cause the earth to swallow them in. Aw or nusqit, we could cause to fall. Seen qafta, suquq, to fall. We could cause to fall, alayhim on them, kisafam minas sama, fragments from the sky. Something could fall down on us from the sky if Allah wants. Inna fi thalika, indeed in that, la ayatan, surely a sign, li kulli abdim munib, for every servant who is munib. Munib. 
One who turns back repeatedly. Munib is from noon wa'uba, inaba. And what is inaba? To turn back. So indeed in this is a sign for the one who turns back to Allah. Reflection on the creation is a means of what? Turning back to Allah. It is something that teaches us to repent. You know, for example, if we've done something wrong, okay, let's say a person has skipped a prayer, okay, and they know that they've skipped their prayer. But if they really, you know, think rationally, and if they really reflect, and they think, okay, the sky is above me, the ground is beneath me, I am Allah's creation, He has complete power over me, stop everything, go and pray. Doesn't reflection on the creation force a person to turn back to Allah in repentance? And not just in repentance, just to reconnect with Allah. Think about Him, remember Him, turn to Him in gratitude, turn to Him in humility. Reflection on the creation is a means of connecting with who? With Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just the other day I was listening to this uh, webinar of Shaykh Muhammad al-Sharif on dua. And in that he was saying that when you're making dua, go to a place where you can be inspired. Because the problem with our duas is, you know, we lack that yaqeen. Right? So he was saying that be inspired. How? Like for example, if you're somewhere outside, okay, somewhere outside, let's say you're at Lake Shore. Lake Ontario is in front of you. And let's say it's winter, so it's covered in ice. Right? And you see the vastness of that lake. You see how big it is. As far as you can see, what do you see? Only ice, only water. And then you think to yourself, what am I asking Allah for? Something that is smaller than Lake Ontario. Isn't it? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can create this and it's not difficult for Him, is it difficult for him to answer my prayer? He definitely answers. Every dua is answered. Right? It's not difficult for him. So, be inspired when you're making dua. Because it's a source of inaba ilallah, turning to Allah. And the stronger our connection with Allah, the stronger our faith and our reliance in Allah, the more yaqeen there will be in our duas. And the more yaqeen there is, then definitely they will be responded to. So, إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَةً لِكُلِّ عَبْدٍ مُنِيبٍ SubhanAllah, we were just talking, uh, we thought about the idea that, you know when you go to visit doctors or hospitals, you take so many, like they take record, your medical history. So for people who, who go to different doctors, for example, like I've been to so many doctors over the past the years that I've been alive, and all the different hospitals or the different offices all have record of my information, yeah. right? And it's all spread out. And also, I volunteered at the hospital, and I realized, like, I noticed how much record nurses take. So it's like every single visit you go, they have record of that. And they have record of all the previous visits that you have. They have records of employees, of every single person that's ever stepped into the hospital. Mm-hmm. And subhanAllah, all of that knowledge, Allah knows. And He's like, that's little. That's, not, that's nothing compared to my knowledge. Yes, right? exactly. I mean, medical related information, that's just one part of a person's life, right? And that also may not be complete. 
isn't it? Because how often when we're telling the doctor about what we're feeling or when exactly we started feeling like that, we might have made many mistakes, isn't it? So that's just one aspect of our lives and even that is incomplete and that is faulty. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's knowledge is complete, absolute, perfect, free of any errors, any deficiencies or any mistakes. Anybody else? Assalamu alaikum. What's the Sheikh name? The Sheikh you Muhammad just... al-Sharif. Muhammad al-Sharif. Jazakallah khair. I remember once I went to the lake. I was sitting in the lake. I And I was reflecting and I make dua. The next day the dua came through. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. And one more thing that he said was that dua is always accepted. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Ujibu da'wata da'i idha da'an. Ujibu. What does ujibu mean? I respond. Right? So dua is always accepted. Even before we make it, it's accepted. Right? But Allah knows how and when He decides how and when to actualize that dua. Go ahead. I feel like in these verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making it obvious that for people who consider themselves to be rational and logical, it's actually illogical to not believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That it's so clear in the way that the world works, in the creation, in just the way that we ourselves are and you know how everything works, that it's not possible for all of this to be without a creator. And it's not possible for all of this to be there without a reason. Mm-hmm. Right? People spend their lives searching for why do I exist? Right? If human beings are born with this question, there must be an answer to it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given it to us clearly. And He's basically saying that it's illogical for you to not believe in the Day of Judgment and in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Exactly. Very true. Somebody raise their hand over there. Assalamualaikum. So I was just wondering how you said about inspiration going to like Lake Ontario, for example. I live in an apartment that's like high story, so I see the sunrise every day and it's different every day and just looking at the sunrise is inspiring to make dua like at that time at makrib time it's so easy to be inspired and make dua so you guys can try that two of the reflections that my group and I we came up with um, the first one is that we were saying that anytime inshallah like we feel tempted to like do a sin or commit wrong just to remember the favors of Allah on us and like look at the creation and see this is the earth that I'm standing on how can I disobey Allah that Allah has given me so much and uh, to look at his creation and reflect on that and use that as a means to prevent us from committing sin inshallah and the second one that we were talking about was that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His record is so complete and He also has the ability to know our thoughts in addition to our actions, but through His mercy He chose not to hold us accountable for that as well. Alhamdulillah. For our thoughts. Alhamdulillah. Have you noticed in these verses the names of Allah are mentioned? Which names are mentioned? Let's look at them. In the first ayah, which name? Say it. Al-Hakim Al-Khabir. In the next ayah, Al-Rahim Al-Ghafoor. And then ayah number six, Al-Aziz Al-Hamid. So, it's a Makki surah, the names of Allah are mentioned. And one of the best ways of getting to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is knowing His names, His attributes. Recitation. 
ذلك لآية لكل عبد 